Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, the key running theme or point of conversation amongst agriculturalists in South Africa uh, is the concern about the summer crop growing conditions. I've made the point in our last segment that the South African farmers at the start of the 2023-24 summer crop uh, season were optimistic and they planted a reasonably large area of summer crop. By summer crop, I'm mainly referring to maize, soybeans, sunflower, sorghum, dry beans and the likes. And the major concern now that we're having is the fact that um, we haven't received any decent rainfall since the start of February. And February is an important month for flowering or pollination of the crop. And there are now worries that there may be serious crop failures. In fact, when you talk to farmers that are from the northwest region, western parts of the free state, they are already showing us pictures of the crop that we think that even if it does rain, uh, some of that crop may not actually recover. In fact, this past week, I spent some time in Butterville for the Sanvis and Lamboviet Plot uh, Conference, and that offered also an opportunity to interact with the farmers. And in some of the driving around that we did, going to the Northern Cape, um, going to the Northwest, we also got to see how the conditions look on the ground. And I must say that they are worrying. We are still hoping and praying that we may get uh, rainfall in this last week of February um, and going into the first week of March, because if it can rain, yes, it will make a significant uh, change and improvement on a crop. But there are areas that I would say they are beyond um, that stage. So that's something that all of us are praying for. We are praying for rain in South Africa's agriculture in order to save the current uh, season. I'm talking a lot about the crops, but I think over time, if we don't get a good rainfall, of course, then we may start be worrying about the grazing felt. But I must say that for those that are under irrigation, there's been excellent water, excellent uh, dam levels that assist in the irrigation. But of course, then load shedding also becomes an issue to monitor uh, when one has to rely a lot on irrigation. And, and of course, I don't usually mention the issue of fruits and vegetables when I talk about this rainfall because all of that is under irrigation in South Africa. But that's the near-term discussion. The other aspect, which is a, a point of today's uh, podcast, is employment uh, conditions in South Africa. Because this past week, we received the quarterly labor survey data from Statistics South Africa, which basically told us then about how many jobs were, were, were in the sector in the last quarter of 2023. And the sector still employs quite a significant number of South Africans. About 920,000 South Africans were employed in primary agriculture in the last quarter of 2023. Now, yes, if you were to take these 920,000 people and you compare with the previous quarter, which is the third quarter of 2023, employment in agriculture was down by 4% on a quarter-on-quarter basis. 
Um, but again, one has to look at the third quarter figure, which is that 956,000 people for third quarter of 2023, would really uh, viewing it as an exceptional figure because the last time we had as many people as that was in the early 90s. Even in 1994, we didn't have as many people like that working in the agricultural sector. So the fact that we had seen such improvement is something that shows that um, there was exceptional um, uh, conditions in, in, in the sector last last year now the decline in the fourth quarter compared to the third quarter was not widespread uh, across the country the provinces that registered the massive decline in employment on a quarter on quarter basis was the eastern cape western cape Gauteng, Pumalanga, and limpopo but if you were to take then this figure and you compare it with the same time or same period in 2022, uh, on a year-on-year basis, we still had a lot of people working in agriculture, up 7% on a year-on-year basis. And in fact, you compare that with the long-term employment average, which is around about 793,000 people. Uh, so we are well above that. So the point is, yes, while employment was down on a quarter-on-quarter basis, there's still a decent number of people working on this sector, 7% up on a year-on-year basis. So this robust, though, employment conditions can be explained by a number of things the first one being that these past season we've received quite excellent good rainfall in south africa if you think about the 2022-23 agricultural season it was great across all subsectors of agriculture perhaps with the exception of livestock and poultry but certainly on field crops, which is your grains and uh, and, and oil seeds, sugar, we, we saw really some good harvest out there. In fact, South Africa had the second largest grain harvest in the history of this country last year. And what was behind that were these favorable um, uh, rainfall that supported the production. And as a result of that, we saw then that many people were employed in the sector, which mirrors that increased activity. In fruits also, if you were to look at the amount that was harvested last year, for a number of, of the fruits, you will see that we're done reasonably well. And again, which speaks to that employment uh, conditions. Because a number of people that are working in, in agriculture, you find them that they are within the horticultural space. Fruits and vegetables uh, are some of the major employers. Of course, then there are jobs that are in the field crop and in the livestock. But the livestock sector did take a bit of a knock um, on employment. And it's easy to see that when you think about livestock and poultry, because this is a subsector also that has been hit by a range of animal diseases. We've talked in this podcast about the foot and mouth disease that affected the cattle industry. We've talked about avian influenza in our poultry sector. We've also talked about the African swine fever within the pig industry. So all of these had undermined the performance of the subsector uh, and really weighed on the profitability. And in fact, if one were to look at the financial results of a number of poultry companies, you probably see that they were reporting um, very tough operating conditions last year, which again, then in a way, when one looks at these employment conditions in this sector, you can find you can imagine what things were looking like. The other interesting but small subsector, when one looks at the employment condition, it's the production of organic fertilizer. We saw that there was also a decline in employment um, on that. But I would say with all of these dynamics looking like this, if you were to take this picture and say, okay, but 2023, what was the really looking like in South Africa's agriculture? I would say that was an excellent year in terms of performance, in terms of employment, um, and employment mirrors exactly that which you see in the sector. 
Um, so things were, were, were better. And I know that when you're looking at the GDP performance side then of agriculture, you'll see that we are all forecasting a contraction in 2023. But again, that contraction, you have to look at it with an appreciation that the livestock and poultry makes up nearly half of South Africa's agricultural value. And this is a subsector that was under pressure. But other subsectors that are, are, are important and also major employers had done reasonably well, which is why these dynamics also exist. But I think we must be commend the farmers, the agribusinesses, everyone that creates work in this sector because they are operating in an environment that is very difficult. The issues of inefficiencies at the ports, the rising geopolitical tensions that may influence some of our export markets, um, uh, deterioration of roads and railway infrastructure, weakening municipality, rising crime, energy supply constraints. These are all of the things that I would say they threaten long-term growth and employment uh, prospects in the sector. And in fact, people were able to employ um, uh, folks and create all of these jobs and do all of these wonderful things while these factors were there. But I think now going forward, if one were to read the ACBIS, Agricultural Business Chamber, IDC, um, confidence index, you realize that in the last quarter of 2023, uh, the mood in the sector was very downbeat. When you ask farmers, agribusinesses on what was the issue, these are some of the key aspects that they were worried about. The issues of the ports, rising crime, geopolitics, roads and railway line, municipalities not working, energy supply. These are some of the things that they were complaining about. And I think if these things are not addressed, then the long-term growth prospects of the sector, as well as a long-term employment are prospects is something that we can jeopardize so the government and the private sector really need to work together to resolve this and i would throw the 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 issue of animal diseases or biosecurity in the mix there because it's also something that has been cited as a constraint to growth within the sector and I think there are some aspects at which uh, the government and the, and, and the private sector can come together. The first step could be on implementing the, the agriculture and agro-processing master plan. Because while people don't all feel the same enthusiasm about the master plan, but if you were to dissect and look at the interventions that it talks about, the commodity corridors, all of those things speaks to some of the challenges that the sector um, uh, faces that I could undermine the, the long-term growth. And if I think we, we, we pick on the master plan, some of the things that we all agree on, but the government leads the way onto that, we can uh, get the much-needed energy and even uh, interface or interact with some of the people that are outside the agricultural sector, but more in the logistics or in the network industries that needs to be addressed and go and interface with them as a sector on that holding, a sectoral view aligned with our government. There are things then that the government needs to do. For example, the need for modernization of Act 36, addressing costs uh, related to the utilization of assignees, capacitating the registrar's office. These are some of the things that I think if the government does, they begin to earn um, the, 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 the credibility because everyone now has a sense of that there is no clear pathway about how the master plan will be implemented. And also some doubting if the government is actually um, still intentional or 
on implementing the master plan. And I think in all of the conversations that I've had personally with the leadership at the Department of Agriculture, there is a strong focus that the master plan needs to be implemented. But I think government must do its part so that it can earn the credibility of the private sector. But I think overall, the other thing that will be important is on the land reform, the launching of the land reform agency and the government releasing that over 2 million um, hectares of land with title deeds to beneficiaries, linking that with blended finance. These are all important things that I would say they are useful for growing the South African agricultural pie and addressing those constraints that I've mentioned. And I think if those are addressed, then you begin to see the growth, potential growth prospect of this sector uh, being uh, a bit more positive and we start to see the sector growing. And in that activity of growth, this is also where we can employ as many people as possible in the sector. And then we can begin to dream and think and imagine and even realize that close to million jobs that the National Development Plan in its chapter six talked about. It said the sector has a potential to create close to a million jobs, but not all of those in private se- in, in primary sector, some of it in agro-processing. And I think agro-processing and all of those good things can happen if we do address some of these constraints that I've talked about. So all in all, folks, the, the sector, South Africa's agriculture is still doing well, uh, but there are a number of things. And of course, then, in addition to what I've just mentioned, this issue of the weather and the dryness is something that I think for the near term, it's, it's really something that is on top of mind for people. Um, and it presents really profound challenges for farmers um, at this moment because we want to get, receive that rainfall so that the sector can grow, the crop that is on the ground can thrive, um, and then we can build uh, on that. With that, folks, let me stop there. My name is Wandile Sihlobo. I'm an agricultural economist based in Pretoria, South Africa. You can read more about some of the things that I, I write in my blog. The link of, for the blog is in the description of this podcast. Um, and also go back and listen to some of the segments that we, we've loaded here, particularly about these new issues in South Africa's agriculture. You can also read our the website and the organization that I work for. There are a couple of reports that are there. That's the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa, www.agbiz.co.za. Thanks for listening, folks.